0: So, as a, uh, as we have come into the Advent season, the first week we talked about Mary and her response to the angels. The second week we talked about Zacharias and Elizabeth's response to the angels and the warning and the, and the gift of a child. And then to Joseph, the interruption in what maybe it was his plan to do and a different one. But today I want to ask you a little bit of two Fairly minor players within the story, that's Zechariah, or I'm sorry, Simeon and Anna. Simeon and Anna. Let me ask you a question. Have, are you aware of every single thing that goes on around you? No? Why, why aren't you aware of the things that happen in the world around us? What, what's the number one reason you're not aware of something that happens? You're not in the right place. That's pretty good. If you're not in the right place, it's really hard to see something happen, isn't it? What if you're in the place but you don't notice it? What's the number one reason you didn't see it then? Too busy. busy. You're on the phone. (laughs) Apathy. Or the thing that I was sort of wondering about was you're not looking for it. You're not expecting it. So you might be in the place, and because you're not looking, it might happen and just go unnoticed, even if it happens in front of you, because you're not looking. Now, let's read the story of Simeon and Anna. This is from Luke 2, 22 and following. Then it was the time for their purification. That's a... um, Mary and Joseph and and Jesus' purification, as required by the law of Moses after the birth of a child. So his parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. The law of the Lord says, if a woman's first child is a boy, he must be dedicated to the Lord. By the way, I think that actually qualifies here as Jesus, right? Dedicated to the Lord. So they offered the sacrifice required in the law and either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons if they were very poor. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was a righteous and devout man and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. Let's not take... That, just as a glimpse, or, or just go too fast past that, he was eagerly waiting for the Messiah. Now, they didn't know when that was going to happen, but he was watchful. That's the first thing. The Holy Spirit was upon him, and he had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Now, I want to... <sighs> Do you know how big this is? The Lord told him, by the way, before you die, the Messiah will come, so be watchful. But before that, the the term is that God revealed this to him or responded to him. Because revealing is actually a divine response to a previous situation. Simeon is devout and seeking the Lord. He's literally at this point. You could almost say Matthew six 30, twenty-three. He is seeking the kingdom of God first, and His righteousness, and then all this other stuff will be added to. Right? All, what is all the stuff? Right? In our world, it's the chance to be on the phone and not miss something. I, I cut that, or to not, or to be Right? You have. We have so much in Christ. But it's all been added to us when we seek the kingdom of God. First, Simeon had sought the kingdom of God, and because of that, it was revealed to him that he would not die until he would seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. Wow. Now sometimes you might think, well, I go to church because it's the time for church service to happen or I'm going to go because it's my pattern in life. And God's leading is in that. Because I know lots of people that know when church starts but don't come. But have you ever been in a spot where you said, "You know, I'm not—I wasn't thinking about going to church today," but or I wasn't thinking about going some, but for some reason I really need to go there? And then God works in that spot that is led by the Spirit. Now. I would call those those sort of divine appointments in our lives, and they can happen, and they don't have to happen at the temple or at the church. They don't have to happen at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning. But if you come 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. on a Sunday morning average here, and you come looking for the Lord to work in your life, you will find him. That is my experience. If you come looking, you will find. If you come looking to be seen at church, then that's probably what will happen. You'll be seen. And you won't notice what's happening around you. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praising God said this, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace, as you've promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all the people. He will reveal, He is a light to reveal God to the nations. He is the glory of your people, Israel. That's quite a statement to say about somebody coming in. You know, there were probably, there might have been lots of babies born. Who knows? There's nothing there. This is a nation. There are lots of babies born all the time in the world. But this one comes in and he lifts him up. I have seen your salvation, which you prepared for all the people. He is a light. Now, what does it mean, a light? If you're in Malachi chapter 4, it's the sun rising in a dark land. The light is coming. That's what Malachi's starting to talk about in chapter 4. He says, we are sitting in a dark place and we need the salvation. Simeon's in that same spot. All his life going, where, when, soon. Or if you're quoting out of the book of Revelation, how long, O Lord? Or in Revelation 21, so, so the sunrise, the light is the sunrise. Or perhaps if you're in the Christmas story, the magi following a star, the light has been revealed. Or in Revelation 21, the light, the sun of righteousness, the bright morning star who leads us out of this place and into God's fully realized kingdom. There's more here, though. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him, and then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, I like to say it this way, or think of it this way, he sort of leaned in and said this, this child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him, and as a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. I hate, to, I hate to have the spoiler alert here. We sang a song this morning that the coming of Jesus was the Savior, that his death would do that. That's a spoiler alert. At Christmas, the baby's in a manger. The cross isn't visible yet. So if you see a cross at Christmas, it's a spoiler. The end of the story is out. Well, not the end of the story, the midpoint. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness will be added unto you. And God responds, if you will come and notice, if you will come and be looking for the Lord to work, you can be Simeon. And Anna, But there's more, Anna, a prophet, was also in the temple that day. She was the daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when they had been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple but stayed there day and night worshiping God and fasting and prayer in prayer. Then she came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. This is what happens when you start to see Jesus and you start to look. She began praising God, and she talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. What is the number one thing that happens to people that come into contact with Jesus? They become witnesses. In seminary, they like to say, well, the very first witnesses to the world, the very first evangelists were the Greek believers in the place. Right here, here's the first evangelist for Jesus, right here. Jesus is a baby. She comes along, and she talked about the child to everyone who'd been waiting expectantly for God to come and rescue Jerusalem. How do babies rescue? Well, not after a little longer wait, normally. You, that, right because there's some process there for babies isn't there first they need to figure out that they have hands and then they need to figure out what those hands taste like and then they try to figure out what everything in the world tastes like it's the same, right? this is the way babies go and then they learn how to move and they, and they learn how to trust the face right in front of them that's in front of them all the time parents and then they learn how to walk and they learn how to learn and they learn how to do so much more. So if this baby was going to rescue Jerusalem and they were waiting for the consolation of Israel, I need to point out something. They'd seen the beginning of the process, but the final, the end of the process is still years away. Back to Simeon just a moment. Now, Sovereign Lord, that that I've seen this, let me, your servant, die in peace. It's enough for Simeon, in the the Spirit of the Lord, to have seen Jesus. He had sought the kingdom of God, and God had said, you're going to get to see it. And this Christmas season says, it's enough for me to see it. I know that God is going to provide salvation. Here it is. I trust that. That's the way salvation has always been, by the way. It has always been this. If you simplify it down, we say, well, trust Jesus because we know Jesus' name because they were told to name him Jesus, and then Jesus lived that life and went to the cross and did that. But literally, before that time, God had people that he counted as righteous, and they didn't trust in the name of Jesus. They trusted God that he would provide. And that provision, they said, I, I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know, but I trust you, and I'll seek that. Well, now we have a little more information. We have the name of Jesus, and we have some of the process. Do you know how the process works? That Jesus saved us from our sins? We've, we've heard the stories. We know the cross works while well, all of it was poured on. How does that work? I just need to tell you a little bit that the more I read about that, the more amazing the process becomes, or, or shall I say it this way, the more I find out about the atonement and what Jesus has done for us, the less I get it. The more I trust it, the less I understand it. There's a bunch of things in the Christian life that are that way, but they start off this way. God, I trust you. And I'm going to seek after your kingdom and your righteousness from Matthew 6, just like Simeon and Anna. We serve, we come, and led by the Spirit, revealed in the Spirit, is this salvation. And today... Christmas Eve, the day before we celebrate that birth, I want to take just a moment to go, wow, that's pretty amazing that salvation has always been about trusting God. Now we have a guy, Simeon and Anna, saying essentially, now that I've seen it, it's okay, I can go. But they haven't seen it yet, they've only seen a baby. What does this have to do for us? Well, first of all, because Jesus came, and if you read this story, if you go back just about 20 verses, it goes like this. In the year, at the time the Roman emperor Augustus decreed, and Quirinius was governor of Syria, and and on and on, all these specific dates and people and places, it's got all these things. Do you notice that that doesn't start... Once upon a time. That it's anchored in a real time and place. It really happened. And Jesus came and walked really. He is not a figment of somebody's imagination. He didn't appear to just do it. He actually came and grew and did that. But it starts on Christmas for us or at the birth the incarnation if you want to have an argument about whether or not it was actually December 25th I have plenty of office time next year and we can do that it matters not what it really matters is, is that it actually happened and because he was actually on this earth I need to say this and I wrote this down because I wanted to say this God understands and knows the path that you're on Because he's been here. Now the correction comes. Are you ready? Because lots of people think this. Lots of people, this isn't on my card here. Lots of people actually think that God came to walk with us on our path wherever we were going. And that's not exactly the thing. Now, he has come and he will join you at that path where you're on and do that. But he specifically did not come to join you wherever you were going. He came to stand in your way of that path and say, I've got a path you should be on. Come join me on that path. That's the path of salvation and the path of peace. That's the spot where Simeon says, now I've seen it, I can go in peace. So this morning, just a couple of questions. Because he leans in and talks to Mary and says this thing, He was sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. And as a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a, soul, and a sword, sword will pierce your soul. What does this have to do with us? Well, Jesus presents a, a fulcrum in the world and in every individual's life. What are you going to do about me? Now that you know, see you see, because you're actually responsible for the information that you have, it's really hard to hold people responsible for the information they don't have. But when God knows you've got the information and you know that Jesus was born and you know that he's the savior and you know that he's God's path, even if you don't fully understand it, it's okay. Developing faith and all. many will rise and fall at that point. The question is, in this fulcrum in our life is this, what are you going to do about this, Jesus? What are you willing to do? What are you not willing to do? This Christmas season, Advent, is about the watching and the waiting and the revelation of what it's going to be. At Christmas time. Now, now you know. What are you gonna do? You pray with me. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for today, for the revealing of your coming, for the love and the sobering thought that puts you right in the center of our lives where we know who you are and that we have a choice to make. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.